Hello and welcome to the Second Tier Betting, your specialist podcast for punting on the championship. You've got yourself a championship expert in me, Ryan Dilks, and of course, your pro tipster. It's only Jimmy the Punt. Jimmy, how are you? Good afternoon. Yeah, all good. Loving this week with all the football back after international break. Oh, mate, I love. There is nothing I love more than midweek Champions League games and a full round of Football League fixtures. Oh, it's just chef's kiss. So good. I've had a fairly profitable week myself, mainly not involving championship games, which we'll get (laughs) onto in just a sec. Uh, But in this show, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to give you our best bets for the championship this coming weekend. Uh, Don't know about you. Some very strange prices in the full-time results market this week. I'm curious to see whether you agree with me on some of these, Jimmy. Uh, but as always, please gamble responsibly and when the fun stops, stop. First of all, we'll do a quick recap of how we did in midweek. Jimmy, how did you get on? Um, mixed, really. Profit again, only marginal, though. Um, I took Swansea uh, with a half goal start on the Asian handicap. They come from behind to beat West Brom, so that was a nice winner on... Wednesday. Um, my next best was both teams score in Stoke and Bournemouth's game. I thought Stoke did enough. They lost 1-0, but I thought they certainly did enough to score. They hit the, hit the post. Um, so that was a bit frustrating. And my nap, Gary Medine, which was priced up at 7.5 on Betfair uh, when all, uh, in the end. He didn't play, so that was void. Um, but definitely, definitely keep your eye on that because Betfair and Paddy Power look like they're pricing up the majority of the game. So if he's, if he's back at 7.5 or he's priced up again anything over... Um, uh, nine to two, take that, please, because uh, that's ridiculous. Well, may I point out there is a big derby coming up this weekend. Mm. So if there's a game where he's going to get booked, mm. you'd have thought it would be in that. Um, I had an all right but not great week. Bournemouth beating Stoke at eight to five was my only winner from the midweek. Um, so that was good, but I also had my nap, which was Derby and Luton under 2.5 and both teams not score. That didn't come in. It ended up being one of the most high-scoring games of the week, which makes absolutely no sense in my book. And then Alexander Mitrovic scored a hat-trick against Cardiff. Uh, he got the one. I think he also had a couple of other chances. So not a million miles off, but uh, he wasn't going to replicate that magnificent bet that I pulled out just a few weeks ago. Uh, let's get on to our bets and we'll start with your best bet for the coming weekend in the Championship, please. Yeah, it's from Forrester's game against Fulham, which is at three o'clock on Sunday. I don't know why, but it's uh, over 2.5 goals. The best price is V-Bet at 17 to 16, but it's around evens across across the board, which is a price I'd, uh, I'd definitely take. Now, Forrest have been flying um, since Cooper took charge. They've played five, won four. That's 13 points from a possible 15, and they've scored 11, so averaging over two a game. And it's hard to quantify exactly how much is down to the Steve Cooper effect, the new manager bounce, but the underlying data does suggest they're running on hot. So um, they've scored two more goals than the XG indicates they should. And they've actually shipped three less than they should have conceded according to their expected goals against. Um, but you can't deny that they look a lot more vibrant. And with the quality they have, the likes of Graben, uh, Garner and uh, Zinkenagel, they're always going to carve out chances. Um, uh, and also, you cannot underestimate the the late, late turnaround at Ashton Gate on Tuesday. Uh, and the momentum they'll take from that is something you can't quantify. Uh, and it's going to be something that you need going into this game against um, the big dogs, Fulham. In terms of this bet, 
Both teams to score has landed in four out of five of uh, the games where Steve Cooper has taken charge. Only Birmingham failed to score, but they've now failed to score in six games. So, And it's also worth noting uh, the Blues generated an XG of 1.6 that game. Overs has also landed in four of the five games Cooper has taken charge of. So Fulham, I don't know where you really start with Fulham, but they've got the most goals in the league, 29. 45% of those have come from the big Serbian up top. They've got goals per game average of 3.3, so meeting this line comfortably. Um, and Overs has actually landed in 61% of their games. Um, looking more recently, because um, there's always seemed to be goals involving Fulham recently, and that's certainly the case. Uh, the last seven games, there's been 26 scored, with Overs landing in all bar their most recent game against Cardiff, uh, which finished 2-0. But the Bluebirds generated an XG of 1.16, and, and uh, they ain't exactly been sharp, sharp um, in front of goal recently. So I think... Um, Overs goals looks to play again here. Uh, I also want to doff my cap to Forest win and both teams to score. I think it is seven to one or eight to one. Uh, Forest look a, a big price in general for me because, like I said, you can't quantify the new manager bounce and and the the momentum they'll gather from the late turnaround at Ashton Gate. But um, a couple of big prices and and I don't think I think Fulham are. Uh, certainly beatable. But anyway, the play here is goals over 2.5, uh, a shade over even money. Yeah, a lot of sense being spoken there. That makes complete and utter sense from my book. Um, Forrest looking very good going forwards now after being fairly atrocious under Chris Hewton. That yeah. front three of Zink and Argel, Johnson and Grabin is looking mm. really, really threatening. So yeah, completely on board with that one. My nap is one, I'm not sure how you're going to react to, Jimmy. My nap is Sheffield United to beat Barnsley at 5-4 to four with Boyle Sports. Now, Sheffield United are probably one of the most unpredictable teams in the league. You're not really sure what you're going to get with them. But this bet is mainly based on how poor Barnsley are. Because even if Sheffield United aren't having... A particularly good day then I can still see them getting the results here because Barnsley are pretty damn atrocious especially under Marcus Shop, who is now hanging on by a thread really. Uh, Sheffield United had a bit of an um, an interesting game in midweek against Millwall. They should have probably got at least a point maybe even three because they missed some unbelievable chances. <laughs> How they didn't manage to get at least another goal is beyond me. David McGoldrick missed one from pretty much <laughs> the bar. Um, and he also missed a pretty good one-on-one one as well. So she- Sheffield United haven't particularly impressed me too much, but the fact that you can get them at five to four is a pretty startling price, really, considering Barnsley are so, so bad. And I, I really, really struggled to see them getting anything from this game. They're now on, the- this could potentially be their sixth loss in a row, and I, I struggle to see anything else but that, to be quite honest. Um, in that time, they've been getting slightly better going forwards, but that seems to have come at a cost for them being even worse at the back than they were previously. So no, th- th- there is no positive lights for Barnsley, really, at the moment. So a Sheffield United side, which is packed full of talent, as we all know, still a bit unpredictable, but should be able to get the win here relatively easily five to four looks a really really good price for me jimmy with your sheffield united hat on do you think that's a good price yes and no it is a yorkshire derby <laughs> away from home and that them them tykes love trying to get one over the sheffield rivals um everyone seems to be talking about the over reliance on billy sharp which is ironic 
given the, the abundance of talent Sheffield United that, that we've got in that department. Um, but Barnsley, like I said, they've been they've been woeful this season. I, it seems to be a bit of an over reliance so sort of um, on Coley Woodrow uh, and with, with him off the boil a bit. That you don't know exactly where the goals are going to come from. That being said, they did have chances against Borough, uh, which they failed to take. Um, but like you say, it, purely in objectively not looking at this as a Sheffield United fan or with any biases, the the, the um, odds against it's a touch too big to against one of the if not the worst side. So far, yeah. in the league this season, yeah, Sheffield United also haven't struggled to create chances. Really, yeah. um, they, they've had a couple of dodgy results over the last few weeks, but I, I can't particularly remember the last time that they had a game where they didn't create plenty of chances. So, when it's coming up against a Barnsley team who are just so bang average, then yeah, they, this price looks really good to me. Next best, then Jimmy, what have you got? Yeah, um, I was sort of contemplating my next best for a while I was looking at unders in Blackpool Preston both teams to score in West Brom v Bristol and QPR to beat Portsmouth but I, I just couldn't pull the trigger none of them were quite like overwhelmingly exciting so I did go for a bet that certainly took my fancy and it's Tyrese Campbell to score any time that's it 10 to 3 with Betfair and Paddy Power um, I know. I thought it was large. I thought it was. I thought it was a bit big. It's got the gasp from me, which is uh, <laughs> always a good sign when it comes to a price. Yeah. Well, I'll, I will start with the with the caveats. Is obviously will he play? Uh, he's coming back from injury. Uh, another bit of a, a long layoff again for him. Uh, and it is it is a huge question mark whether he'll get the nod from the off. Um, as they certainly won't want to rush him back and, and jeopardise his position in the team uh, even longer than they have already. Um, it's also worth noting they've got Brentford in the Cup on Tuesday, no, on Wednesday, sorry, uh, at home, which would be the, the perfect circumstances to start him from the off. Uh, maybe another cameo uh, this weekend, get more minutes under his belt before uh, putting him back into the starting lineup in a less pressured situation on Tuesday. Um, it's also worth noting that Stoke have cut, uh, struggled for goals in the trip to the Den in recent history. They haven't scored in any of the last three games. But I'm going to overlook that because I think that's a, uh, head-to-heads is a bit of a useless statistic on the whole. Um, it is worth noting as well, the um, in terms of price, he's obviously 10-3 to, to uh, for this weekend. For that game against Brentford in the Cup on Wednesday, he's considerably shorter at best price, I think it's 15-8, to eight, uh, which, which was ultimately the deciding factor in whether or not I took and tipped this bet. So, why do I fancy it? He's back. He played 20 minutes uh, on Tuesday in the Potters 1-0 loss against Bournemouth. And he looked sharp. He looked really sharp. Three shots, one on target. And generated an XG of 2.9. Now, that is quite outrageous to say he only played 20 minutes and it was first 20 minutes back. Granted, um, the Potters were chasing the game, which makes which makes uh, offensive play uh, and like shooting just more lightly in general, but I, I still thought that was impressive given how long he's been out. Uh, injuries have blighted his career. Without them, Lord knows how many goals he's, he would have. But with them, um, in his last 50 championship appearances over the last three seasons, he scored 15 goals. That is a goals per 90 average of 0.49. So he's, uh, he's scored in roughly half of the 90 minutes he's completed. Now, to put that into perspective in terms of this price at 10.33, that's um, giving him an implied probability of scoring here of 0.23. So, uh, the underlying data certainly represent, uh, certainly suggests that's value. To also put that goals per 90 in perspective, Mitrovic's career average is 
0.53. Granted, that's a way bigger sample size for the Fulham striker, but you start to get to you just get a bit of a gist of how good Tyrese Campbell can be when he gets running the side minutes in his legs. So uh, I thought 10.3. Uh, I thought 10 to three Tyrese Campbell to score any time was just a bit irresistible. Yeah, and I completely understand why. It, it's the big question mark, isn't it? Is he going to start? If he starts, yeah. then that price is massive. Absolutely massive. But that's the big question mark, unfortunately. It could be one of them where we re revisit it in a couple of weeks when he is yeah. starting more games. Because if that price is sticking around, then, my God. The beauty of it is Betfair and Paddy you can cash out, so don't worry about that. Uh, you can have it now. Uh, just And like you say, they've got... Um, Oh, who is it? I think they've got Cardiff next week at home. Now, if he gets minutes in the cup, it could be it could be perfect for them if the price holds. Yeah, absolutely. My next best bet is one that I've been dilly-dallying on. I've got to say, and I've changed my mind halfway through this podcast. Uh, my next best bet is Middlesbrough draw no bet against Cardiff this weekend. The reason I've gone for this is I cannot simply believe that Cardiff are favourites for this game. How can a team who has lost seven games on the bounce, possibly be favourites for a game against a team which are mid-table in the championship. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. So I've gone for this. It's two to one any time, um, two to one full-time result. But I've gone for 11 to 10, um, draw no bet, just because I'm not 100% sold on Middlesbrough. For anyone who doesn't know what draw no bet means, if, you, if uh, Middlesbrough draw, then you get your money back. If you win, then you get... The money, obviously, but it's at a significantly lower price than what you, you would with the full-time results. Anyway, um, I'm not completely sold on Middlesbrough because they've had a very easy run of games recently. But, well, I say very easy run. Possibly the easiest run of games you could possibly ask for. They've had Hall, Peterborough and Barnsley in their last three games. Um, and they even lost to Hall not too long ago. And in that time, they, 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 the, the opposition they're coming up against just aren't great. So I'm not sure Middlesbrough are up to much. Um, and when they get past this good run of games, I wonder if uh, the pressure might be back on Neil Warnock if results start to turn again. But nonetheless, um, I still fancy them to get something against Cardiff here, who, as I say, I just cannot believe are favourites for this game because they have looked so, so bad over the past few weeks. We saw in the South Wales derby at the weekends, they were miles off Swansea. It was so comfortable in a derby game. It was embarrassing. And then Fulham in midweek, Fulham, didn't really have to get out of second gear. That was a pretty easy win for them. And then you just have to go back through the rest of the results that Cardiff have had recently and, as well and say, yeah, they are looking really, really poor under Mick McCarthy. From what I understand, this is looking like it's going to be his last match, even if Cardiff do miraculously try to find a win from somewhere. I wonder if um, they might still just pull the trigger anyway, because it's clearly not working under Mick McCarthy. But that's all good news for Middlesbrough at 11 to 10. Any price that's odds against, draw no bet against a team which won has won, <laughs> which has lost seven on the trot. Yeah, I'm taking that all day long. So yeah, that's my next best bet. Middlesbrough eleven to ten, draw no bet. It is also worth pointing out Andres Sparar, who plays up front for Middlesbrough, starting to come into a bit of form as well. Mm. He's looking quite a, um, a dangerous player as well. And um, uh, Piero as well. Warnock's yeah. finally playing him, and he looks unbelievable an athlete in every yeah. sense of the word absolutely he's looking like a real talent so yeah positives for Middlesbrough even though I haven't been too convinced with them 
I can understand this price. Um, let's go to our long shots then, Jimmy, my boy. This is my favourite part of the week, our long shots, because it's very speculative, but it's also sometimes very interesting to see what you've come up with. What is your long shot for this week? Yeah, um, it comes from Birmingham's game against Swansea. And I'm going to start with just some uh, just some facts and stats uh, about it. So, uh, for, for Birmingham, their last championship goal came on the 15th of September against Fulham. Since then, they've played six games, 1-0, scored zero. But, crucially, they've generated an XG of just under seven goals. So, desperately unlucky not to be picking up results. Um, a bit... Foolishly, controversially, despite not scoring in the last six games, I've gone for one of their players anytime. Um, and I'll get onto that in a minute. But looking at Swansea, sort of in stark contrast to Birmingham, uh, they, they look like they're coming to the boil to me. Um, they obviously ran riot uh, ultimately in the South Wales derby, uh, despite an even start to that game. And then they came from behind to beat one of the promotion favourites, West Brom, in midweek. Um, but something really interested me in that game uh, on Wednesday, and it was the clash of styles. And we saw West Brom's uh, high press squeeze Swansea into a fatal error within the first minute. Now, um, I've seen quite a bit of Louis Bowyer's side this season, and I think they are brilliant at identifying and exploiting weaknesses. Uh, and while they haven't profited recently in terms of goals and results, I think they will. Um, and, the, and the underlying data certainly uh, certainly suggests that they are due a result, not least a goal. Mm. So I think the Blues will be looking to press um, high here, taking inspiration from West Brom on Wednesday. Uh, statistically, it did surprise me, actually. The pressing data is, is not that bad at all. Um, passes per defensive action, they rank ninth. Now, passes per defensive action essentially means how many passes the opposition get before... Um, our team wins the ball back. For example, Liverpool's passes per defensive action will be extremely low. Someone with a low block off the top of my head. Uh, Watford tried to do it at the weekend, didn't they? But they didn't go very well. Yes, Watford, what, they, they, they didn't execute it at, at all well. But if you've got a low block, the PDA, PPDA will be quite high. Passes per defensive action. So anyway, uh, they've also got, they also ranked fifth for high turnovers. They've done 89 um, third for shot ending high turnovers uh, with 15 and joint second for goal ending high turnovers they've actually scored three times um, now what, what does all that mean it means they are effective at identifying the weak opposition player on the ball and target him when he gets it I saw it against Sheffield United at the start of the season they identified two things Osborne is not good at defending and he will not be able to deal with crosses to the back stick and they, they pressed him made him look um, subpar and the goal ultimately came from um, his man. So, um, who do I think will spearhead the um, Blues press this weekend and prosper? I've, I've gone with Chong. Um, he started the last game up top, but the bet doesn't hinge entirely on him starting up top uh, because, uh, as I'm just trying to outline it, I don't think it's about where they play. I, think, I just think he's going to be the man who's going to cause Swansea problems with his pace and his uh, tactical now when he's pressing. Now, I was surprised by this prize. Chong is 6-1 to one with Betfair and Padabao to score any time. The brace is 70-1. to one. Now, I'm going to start I'm going to start with the fact that I think he only has one professional goal and that came in in a cup competition in Germany. Um, 
but like I just touched on, I don't think I don't think his quality. Yeah, I don't think you can dispute his quality, uh, particularly his pace and agility, and and he's an intelligent footballer. Now, the important thing for me is he started all bar one of Birmingham's games. Of those games, he started. He's only missed sixty minutes, um, so he rarely gets pulled. He rarely gets subbed. He's registered at least a shot in all bar two, racking up seventeen, seven of which on target, and he's generated an xG of one point three four. So. He is the he is literally due a goal, um, and like I say, I, this bet I, it would be great if he starts up front, which he did last game. But this bet doesn't hinge entirely on that. So um, six to one, a bit of a tactical look into Birmingham Swansea. I think I think there's enough to go on there to to get behind that price with a small stake and the brace, uh, especially if he starts up front at seventy to one. Given he is a cut above quality wise, I think that's worth a quid or two. It's an interesting one. I was uh, raising a few eyebrows when you said Chung because I was not expecting you to go that way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you backed it up very well. So a uh, very good bet, in my opinion. Um, my long shot is a full-time result, which I don't think we've had yet this season, Jimmy. I don't think we've had a straight full-time no. result as a long shot. I've gone for Bristol City to beat West Brom at 17-2 to with William Hill. And now West Brom to win will probably be a bet which features in quite a few accumulators and trebles this weekend. My message would be avoid, especially at the short price. I think I saw two to five hmm. for them this weekend, which is an astounding price. And I just can't get my head around how Bristol City are such a big price. Sure, West Brom do deserve to be favourites. There's no arguing about that. But Bristol City just a shy over eight to one. That is nuts. You probably heard us mention at some point how much Bristol City struggle at home. No win since January, but their away form is good. Very good, in fact. They're third in the away table. Only Bournemouth and Forest have picked up more points away than them. They've got four wins from six away from home. So for any team who's got that kind of record and to be just a, a shy above eight to one away from home is absolutely mental. Meanwhile, you've got a West Brom side which has started to show cracks. They were beaten by Swansea in midweek, a game where they were probably beaten by the better side in the end. And they were also second best against Stoke just before the international break. And they also weren't chest thumpingly brilliant against Birmingham uh, just before uh, at the weekend, sorry. So I see there being a good chance that Bristol City can get something from this game. It's also worth mentioning for anyone looking for something perhaps a bit measured, then you can get Bristol City double chance at nine to five. Nine to five. And even five to one, Bristol City draw no bet. This this bet, these odds are just so, so extraordinarily big. I cannot get my head around it. So that's why I'm going for Bristol City to beat West Brom 17 to two at William Hill as my long shot. You're a fan of that one, Jimmy? Yeah, I love that one. Love that one. Uh, like, um, it's been a bit of a theme recently uh, on this podcast. We're not having West Brom at the minute, not at all. Um, I'm not. No. I'm not sure. Is um, if Moat will be back? He missed. He missed the. Um, he missed the game on Wednesday completely, didn't he? He didn't feature, and he got subbed on Saturday. I've been trying to find out myself if he'll be back for the weekend. Uh, that could have, that could have a bit of an effect effect yeah. on the result, but. At their yeah. odds, I think it's certainly certainly worth taking West Brom on because they've been less than convincing recently. Less than convincing is absolutely right. If they don't have Mowat, then Bristol City, that will be an even bigger bonus for them. Uh, let's finish off with a treble, shall we, Jimmy? So we've combined my nap, your nap 
And then we've chucked in a random team in there who we really like the look of, but uh, didn't include it in our best bets. We've gone for the Forest v Fulham over 2.5, Sheffield United to win. And then we've also gone for Luton to beat Hull because Luton are a team that we've been back in very quietly for the past few weeks, aren't they? They've um, been doing very well in terms of XG. Hull, on the other hand, are just bang average. So £10 returns just under £80 for that. That's Forest v Fulham over 2.5, Sheffield United to win and Luton to win against Hull. £10 returns just under £80 on Bet365. Jimmy, can we get your best bets for the championship this weekend, please? Yeah, my nap comes from the Fulham Forest game on Sunday and it's over 2.5 goals. That's with VBet at 17-16. to 16. My next best is Tyrese Campbell to score any time in Stoke's trip to the Den. That's at 10-3 with Betfair and Paddy Power. And my long shot is Chong to score at any time at 6-1 to one with Betfair and Paddy Power. And that is in Birmingham's game against Swansea. Lovely stuff. I've gone Sheffield United to beat Barnsley at 5-4 to four with Boyle Sports. My next best bet is Middlesbrough draw no bet against Cardiff. That's just over evens at Bethfree 6-5. And then my long shot is Bristol City to beat West Brom, which is a maddening 17-2 at William Hill. Cannot get my head around that price. I'm going to keep repeating it until the cows come home. Uh, please gamble responsibly and when the fun stops, stop. This has been the second tier batting. We'll be back again on Thursday for our next best bets for the weekend after this. Jimmy the Punt, thank you for your time today. My pleasure. I've been Ryan Dilks and to you, listener, thank you for listening.